Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. Well, let's dive right in, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. We're back for another exciting episode of Simplify Jesus. For the Bible. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about the Old Testament versus the New Testament. So last week we talked a little bit about what the Bible is and why you should believe it. Now we're going to talk about what the Bible is in a little more detail. I know Matt has some amazing facts for us to go over and talk about. And I'm sure, Matt, there's going to be a lot of stuff in here that even in my eight years, nine years, however long I've been Mm -hmm. looking at this thing now that I don't know about either. So I know that there's going to be a lot that many out there that don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about the Bible a lot and and the the fact that it's the most uh, purchased book, it's the most stolen book, it's <laughs> it, it's it's one that a lot of people at least have some exposure to, but exactly what's in it and what it's all about is uh, is still a mystery to many. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a breakdown, kind of a recap, I guess, from last week. We have two major sections in the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the basic difference between these two is the Old Testament is everything before Jesus and the New Testament is everything from Jesus's life forward. So you could think of it as kind of a BC or before Christ uh, for the Old Testament and then AD in the New Testament, which, you know, something that's kind of cool that um, I don't really think about very often, but literally our calendar is dictated by Jesus's life. I know. Yeah, that that's I mean, how crazy is that? That tells you just how much of an impact he had on the world. It's um, funny how so many secular things are what dictated by what happened to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet so many people don't believe in Jesus. Right. <laughs> like we're in the year 2022 and the reason it is 2022 and not, you know, 10,000 or whatever is because Jesus. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. It really is. Of course, it also makes me wonder: Would we know how old the Earth is and have a firm timeline on that if we didn't? I don't know how far. How did they calculate the BC stuff? I don't know how they how far back they know that some of this stuff happened. Some of history happened. I guess carbon dating went anyway. Carbon dating. I mean, they they talk about you know dinosaurs in ten million BC. And yeah. I, I I don't know. That's a mystery to me. How they can figure all that out yeah i don't know anyway we do know that roughly two thousand years ago jesus came and lived and he had such an impact that it literally changed the calendar um changed the timeline which is pretty cool so so yeah diving right into the old testament there are a total of 39 books in the old testament and it's broken up into a couple of major sections so um, the first of those is what we call the pentateuch so a penta meaning five it's the first five books of the bible and this is kind of the origin story, I guess you could say, for Israel. Um, these are usually credited to Moses as the author of them. There are some indications that somebody probably helped him along the way, like uh, Deuteronomy is the last one, and it talks about Moses dying. Well, Moses didn't write that he died. Um, Correct. More than likely. Um, <laughs> Unless there was some really supernatural stuff going on yeah. outside of what was already there. Yeah, so so they, so he had some help along the way, that sort of thing. But but Moses is credited with with the content for sure. And these first five books go all the way back to the creation story with Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, um, all the way through uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, kind of the the fathers of the faith, so to speak. Now, and how then, did how did Abra- or how did Moses know about the creation story? He wasn't there. 
he wasn't there. So that that's one of the interesting things about the Bible. So one of the things, I'm trying to remember the verse, I think it's in Second uh, Timothy, it talks about that all scripture is God breathed, which basically just means it's God inspired. And so the belief behind how how he was able to write about all of those things is that basically God told him. God God gave him those stories. That's how we know about the creation story, Noah's Ark, um, and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all that stuff. Ooh, that's true, because Noah didn't have a book. Mm-mm. So Moses wrote about that too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. And you know, the other thing that I've I've always kind of assumed is that these stories were passed down in tradition uh, among the Israelites. And so, um, you know, where exactly that starts, it, does it all start with Abraham? Because he was kind of the, he was the one that God made the first covenant with. Yes, I, I don't know exactly how all that works. But the one thing that we do know is that um, it was inspired by God that Moses got those stories from from God. And so, yeah, and it's cool to see how much of those early writings connect to the New Testament stuff. We talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. uh, last week with with the connections and even the stories in Genesis that nobody was really there, but we've got these traditions that are passed down, that kind of stuff. Even those show signs of connecting to Christ and yeah. all, all pointing to Christ. It's, it's cool to see. Yeah. It's nice to be able to read what is written there and be able to see those little hints of what's to come in the New Testament. Yeah, Absolutely. So the, the next section is kind of the the history of Israel. So more than likely, there are several different writers. Um, from, from what I've looked at, there's not kind of one person that's been assigned to it or, or certain people um, because it really covers the history of Israel for, for a good span. So it starts with Joshua, and he was the one that actually led the Israelites into the Promised Land. So Moses due to a a series of events, um, wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. Um, but so Joshua led him in. So from Joshua's story, all the way through the exile that happens when Babylon comes in and takes over Israel and Judah, that was the split kingdom. That's a whole nother thing there. When Babylon comes in and exiles Judah, that's considered kind of the history of Israel. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on there. Yeah, that's that's the part of Israel's history that I look at. I'm like, ooh, that feels a little bit too real for my life because um, it's a lot of ups and downs. It's you know we have guys like King David and King Solomon that were super wise and awesome and loving and all that kind of good stuff, and then you got some really bad kings that yeah. were got way off track. And so, but the the history of Israel is kind of that next big section in the Old Testament um, that goes through all that stuff. So during this time in these two different sections. Um, so you've got Moses leading everybody out of Egypt after he spent most of his life in Egypt yeah. as, a, as an Egyptian, but he was actually an Israelite. Right. He turns on the Egyptians <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. Leads them out. And, and is it, I think, is it from there that, you know, kind of the sacrificial system started or is it, was it, did it even go back further than that? No, that's, so there is some sacrificing that happens as early as Abraham. So there's actually. Oh, that's right. Uh, back in Genesis um, is where Abraham's story is. There's actually kind of an instituting of the tithe um, that happens there. So there's, he has an interaction with a guy named Machilzadek, who's a priest of that area. And which is kind of an interesting thing to think about because you didn't have the nation of Israel. And so there were no priests as established by the law, but there was a priest. So hmm. don't know how all that works. But um, but this guy named Machilzadek, um, who was a priest, was kind of working alongside Abraham. And, Ab- and Abraham gave him a tenth of the earnings or, or what he had. 
and so it's kind of the very first time we see a tithe which just means 10 percent um and we could good dovetail into tithes and offerings and all that stuff but that's part of the law that was goes back as far as abraham there were sacrifices um well duh abraham was going to sacrifice his own son right I yeah i forgot about that for a second <laughs> and so but it wasn't anything official i guess there wasn't anything of you shall sacrifice this this and this when you do that sort of thing going on the law and and the sacrificial system like we see in the Old Testament wasn't really established until Moses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and, and this is actually a good time probably to um, enter a little teaser here since we're talking <laughs> about all these different names. And even as you're saying some of these, Moses and Abraham, and I've always thought that Moses was like the start of the Bible. Mm. Um, like he was, that was it. It started with Adam and Eve and then came Moses. Yeah. But that's not the case. And we're going to do a season of that mm -hmm. in its own, right? We're yeah. going to do a season of of um, chronological Bible study, if you will. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily a deep dive, but a good uh, overview of the timeline mm -hmm. of how the Bible came to be. Or Yeah, it, and one of the things we're going to try to do, and, I, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about this because I've, I've never done this, is dig into what else was going on in the world mm -hmm. as the Bible's happening. Um you know, sometimes the Bible's looked at as a storybook and, and it's a really cool storybook, but, um, but it's really a, um, it's really a history. Yeah. It's, it's really a history book. And so of the nation of Israel and, and, you know, God's love through them and all that. And so, um, I'm excited to do that. In all of my life, I never realized that the Bible wasn't the only thing going on in the world at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't talk about the, the Chinese dynasty and all of this stuff right. that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, whenever, I don't, I don't know when that is, we're, we're going to look into that, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't talk about all that external stuff that's going on during the time of all of this stuff happening in the Bible. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And we see the effects of what's going on in the world. Like a, an easy example is the Roman empire because the Romans are occupying Israel during Jesus's time. And so mm. we know that the Roman empire is active at that point, but you know, where, where does all of this happen? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, at what point during the Roman empire and what led to the fall of the Roman empire? How does that relate to Christianity? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's fun to see this as a part of history. That might be a long season. We're going to dive into that a little bit. It's going to be a good time. It is. It is. So we're getting off track. So going back <laughs> to the Bible as it, as it stands today and what it is about. That's right. What's the next section? So, so after we get through uh, Moses and his story and he institutes law and, and all of that, we have the history of Israel, and that's where we get into the different kings like David and Solomon and all that good stuff. The next two sections are more of the writings that happened around all those events. So, um, so the third section is what we call the Books of Wisdom. So the Books of Wisdom are Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, and Job. Um, and these were all written by the three, actually three of the five were written by Solomon himself, uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. The Psalms were written by a few different people, but mostly David. Um, and then Job, we don't know who wrote it. Um, mm -hmm. the story of Job actually happens around somewhere in the middle of Genesis, um, is typically when it's put, uh, there are some people that believe Moses actually wrote it when he wrote the first five books, but we're not real clear on who wrote that one. Um, it blew my mind when I found out Job happened before Moses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and honestly, there to be totally candid, there are some people that believe that Job is more of a like a really long parable, um, okay. so to speak. Uh, 
I, I tend to believe that that it that it actually happened and that the, these events happened. But, but anyway, we're we're not exactly sure when all that happened. So the cool thing about the books of wisdom, what what I really enjoy about them, is that each of them has kind of a different, I guess, feel to it, like a different area of wisdom. So like the Psalms are mostly written by David, like I mentioned, but they're they're very lyrical, very worshipful in different stages of life. So you know, sometimes when we think about religion. We think of kind of rigidness and rules, and there is no emotion, there is no uh, feeling behind it. But the Psalms show that that's really not the case. We see David happy and joyful. We see him really sad. We see him beating himself up in shame and guilt. Um, so it's cool to kind of open up the the human heart a little bit um, with the Psalms. There, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are very practical. So if you're ever looking for wisdom on how to handle situations in life and that kind of stuff great place to look. Ecclesiastes can be a little bit down on itself. It says things like, uh, every, everything in this life is worthless. So, you know, keep it in context. What he's saying is that if you're not doing it for God, then it's really for nothing. Um, but so, don't read it when you're depressed. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. Probably just not gonna help you. <clears throat> skip over that one. <laughs> um, song of Solomon is a fantastic book on dating and marriage. So, so I haven't personally done a deep dive on it other than the, a Matt Chandler study called the mingling of souls. But if you're looking for relationship advice and kind of what, what, um, God's intention for marriage and dating looks like great place for that. But you know what, What's so cool about the books of wisdom is it's truly practical. A lot of it's very practical. It's very real. You know, sometimes the the Bible, especially if you're looking at the law and some of the New Testament stuff, it feels like it's out of reach. It's it's not obtainable um, because it's not. It's God's standard, and so we're we're not expected to. But there's a lot of very practical advice and very real advice in the books of wisdom. So we talked about how the Bible kind of points to, well, not kind of. The Bible does point to mm-hmm. Jesus and pretty much every aspect of mm-hmm. it. Something I have never understood is, I guess, the accurate definition of a prophet. There are some religions or some sects of Christianity that still believe that the um, speaking in tongue and and, mm. and prophesying and, and all of that is still a thing, which might be, never, I've never experienced it, but what impact do the prophets have as far as their portion of the Bible? So, So the prophets... One one of the I think misconceptions about prophets is that they're future tellers, and that's not necessarily the case. So some of the things that that they talk about are are about the future um, and what God's going to do, right? Like like the prophecies about Jesus, but really they are messengers for God. So God gives them a message to give to the people, which is different than preachers and pastors. So preachers and pastors kind of in our modern context, um, yes, they have a message from God, but it is a, you know, specifically, you know, teaching and equipping people. It's more shepherding, so to speak, whereas prophets is, is more of a message from God specifically for a broad people group. It's kind of my understanding of the difference between the two, but does that mean we're prophets? We have a wide audience. We, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have a message from God? I think, I think we're talking about, I I don't know. I hope we do. I don't know. That gets a little, little, gets a little dicey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but the, the cool thing with, um, the prophets is a lot of the things that we look at as prophecies about Christ that are about Christ also had present day implications for them. I'll be completely honest. I, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but there are some, like especially when you look at the, the prophecies we look at Christmas, there are, there are a lot of them that have 
meanings for both cases. And so when it says, when the New Testament talks about Jesus fulfilling the law and fulfilling the prophets, he was the perfect fulfillment of what these prophets were talking about in the present day tense. Mm. Um, and so, so it's really cool to see, um, see a lot of that stuff. You know, we could do a deep dive and, and talk for hours about that, but that's kind of a high level what that's all about. Well, when I think of prophets, I think of Isaiah as the main one. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole book I think mm-hmm. was, was prophesying, uh, Jesus is coming. Yeah. And, that was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think of even, um, Daniel, yeah, yep. Daniel in mm-hmm. the lion's den, Daniel in the, he was in the, the fire, uh, right? He was thrown in the fire? Was so that? he he wasn't, but he wrote about it. It was uh, Shadrach, Meshach, uh, right. and Abednego. That's yeah. right, he wrote about it. Uh, but those were all messages from God. Those yeah. were all, even then, even those were, were Jesus, you know, who was that fourth person in there with, with the <laughs> right. three, you know, and... and mm-hmm. So I, that's interesting. And I, I was one that always thought that the prophet meant fortune teller or not fortune teller future teller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so that's a good clarification on that one mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of the old testament right there right yeah that that's it in a nutshell yeah yeah there, there's a lot there there's lots of lots unpacked there but you know kind of the the most important thing to remember is that everything in the old testament um is all basically the story leading up to jesus and so that's that's kind of the point that's why we have it all is so that we can see the story of how we get to the New Testament. Which is where we wind up with the New Testament. And now Matt's going to tell us about that one. Let's do it. So New Testament, 27 books um, and kind of two major categories there. So the first four books of the New Testament are the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of these is a different person's perspective on Jesus's life. So you've got Matthew, who was... um, uh, a former tax collector that Jesus called to to be a disciple. Um, Mark was uh, a guy that wrote down Peter's perspective. So I'm not sure the whole context there, but but he was Mark was a guy that that was very close alongside Peter, and so he wrote down his Peter's version of the gospel story. And that's Simon Peter. Yes. Okay. Yes. Luke was actually a historian, um, did some traveling around with Paul. Uh, Luke is also credited with Acts, but he wrote his own uh, gospel as a request from King Theophilus. I think that's how you pronounce that. Pronounce that. King Theophilus. You can um, say the hard name, but you can't say pronounce. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Um, but but he, he was a historian uh, who wrote wrote this down and, like I said, traveled around with Paul and was with him during a lot of his ministry. And then John was uh, the fourth. John is the fourth gospel, and he was also one of the disciples. Um, he was considered one of the sons of thunder, uh, John and his brother James, and they were kind of part of the inner circle of Jesus, with Jesus, uh, along with Peter. And so these four guys, they all had a different perspective. And it's kind of cool to see, uh, to read through them and see the differences, the different takes they have on some of the different things that happened. I really like Mark because it's very straight and to the point. You know, this is what happened. This is what Jesus said. We're in and out. Kind of short, sweet, to the point. Whereas Luke is very elaborate with his description of the birth of Jesus and uh, all the Christmas story and, and very elegant, I guess, in, in his writing. And so, and John talks a lot about love. And anyway, it's really cool to see kind of the different takes that we have in the different gospels. Well, I find it interesting that Luke being the one that was there after Jesus's death is the most detailed. Mm-hmm. 
uh, out of out of the four of them. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I you know I I struggle reading the New Testament and and especially before I knew what this layout was mm. because I thought well if I'm reading Matthew Mark is almost the same thing mm-hmm. why am I going to read it again mm-hmm. and then Luke is the same thing just more detailed um, so I have a hard time getting past Mark when I'm trying to read mm. it through yeah uh, but it's important I think uh, to do that when you're when you're doing any kind of study in it to be able to see the different perspectives mm-hmm. uh, you know just like we try to do here with our different perspectives and yeah. our different experiences absolutely you know that's actually one of the things that some people point to to discredit the Bible is they look at the stories that are written down by these different guys and there are some little differences in the descriptions of things or or like a different they're written down in a different order or stuff like that but what you're looking at is just different people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, they're different. It's 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 a good thing because it's it's each person's individual view of what happened, how it happened, and what they took away from it. I mean, it's no different than you know if if we went to go see a movie, we can go we we could watch, go watch the same movie but have completely different takeaways because we you know what I latched onto was different than what you latched onto, sort of thing. So when you see differences in the gospels, that's what that's all about. So Luke is the one that was around after Jesus's death. He never personally met Jesus, right? He wasn't an apostle or was he? I don't know. He he was not an apostle. Um, I don't know if he crossed paths with Jesus or not. So something that confused me around the rest of that after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mm-hmm. were Paul's writings. Mm. That never made sense to me because you know, I felt like the Bible was talking to me, that the Bible was written to help us, mm-hmm. um, the, the people who choose to follow Jesus. Yeah. But it sounded like, or a lot of times when I sa- when I read it, it sounds like Paul is writing to a completely different group of people or, or mm. is, is just writing um, his thoughts. What What's that all about? So the basically the rest of the New Testament, call them the epistles, but, but it's his letters. It, exactly what you said, it's his letters to all these other churches. Um, so we have the book of Acts, which Luke wrote, and it's kind of, I guess, the the story of Paul's ministry um, and the early church. But then you've got all these letters that were written by Paul. Peter wrote a couple. John wrote a couple. And they're letters written to specific churches, Christian churches, and different areas. A lot of it was for encouragement to try to, uh, you know, help them keep the faith. I mean, if you can imagine being uh, members of of the early church i mean talk about persecution and that kind of stuff if they crucified jesus because he was the leader of this then his follower followers were in immediate danger um and so there was you can imagine the persecution and and just standing out you know you get outside of of israel you know there was uh, a lot of religious beliefs um in the romans and the greeks and um, all of that that these people were kind of bucking against and so so anyway he was writing these letters as encouragement to them to, hey, keep the faith, keep doing what you're doing, and also to help correct some issues where maybe some outside influences had come in and misguided them. It's not like that happens today. No, that never happens. <laughs> and even interestingly enough, one of the biggest things he had to fight, it seems like, is Christians who grew up in a Jewish background who tried to bring Jewish religion and tradition into the Christian church. And so there was a lot of, you know, things like clean and unclean animals. Um, you know, they weren't allowed to have pork as Jewish people. Pretty commonly known thing today. But 
in these Gentile, we'll call them cultures, um, non-Jewish cultures, yeah, eating pork was fine. Yeah, everybody loves a little bit of bacon, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, so one of the things Paul had to clarify is, look, clean and unclean isn't really a thing anymore. You know, this is you don't have to worry about that. But anyway, so so he he that, that's what these letters were about is encouragement and then some course correction where it was needed, which I find is interesting because, and I think I mentioned this last week too, that Paul was one of the biggest persecutors out there yeah. for the Christian faith. In fact, one of the first stories in the book of Acts before he becomes a Christian is him stoning Stephen, um, mm. who was the kind of the first Christian martyr, um, uh, that's I, recorded. I didn't realize that was Paul that did mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he was. So he was the one that like went and got the authority from the court to do it. Um, hmm. And I think it's recorded that he was there. He was holding people's coats so that they could, you know, they could gear up and get their get their stone throwing arms going. So, wow. yeah, so he was there. So that just goes to show that anybody can be saved from, from all of that, uh, mm-hmm. quite literally, Yeah. Uh, in this case. And um, it doesn't matter where you've been or where you come from, that mm-hmm. you can you can turn your life around, right? That's right. So we've got 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, together making up 66 books, all pointing to the same direction. Yeah. That's something I know that, to me, and, and a lot of people would say, that's unheard of when you get that many people together writing a book, mm-hmm. that it still holds water as far yeah. as lining up together, pointing in the same direction, not contradicting itself. Right. And over how many years? Oh, thousands. Thousands of years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All of these people, many of them, of course, who never met Mm -hmm. um, and who are just telling the same stories. That's just just wild to me. That has to be a supernatural Mm -hmm. thing that's holding all that together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we talked about it up front that this was literally where what changed the calendar was this man, Jesus. And, and you look at the Bible and everything points to him and you know, really, you look at the world around us and, and I know I've got a, um, got the, the insider perspective, so to speak. <laughs> uh, but you know, just the world around us and the more, the more I dive into the Bible, the more I learn, the more I can see that everything points back to him. And so, um, I just want to throw out, you know, quick invitation. We try to do this every episode of if you, if you don't know who Jesus is, and if you're curious about that, want to know more about that, reach out to us, uh, shoot us a note, info at simplifyjesus.com. We would love to talk to you, tell you more about who this guy is that the Bible is all about, um, from cover to cover, how everything points back to him and, you know, hook you up with some resources, get you connected with some people that can, that can, uh, tell you all about him. Cause that, that's why we do this thing. Um, the Bible is all about Jesus. Simplify Jesus is all about Jesus. That's why we're here. We want you to get to know him. Yeah, that's that's what this this whole thing's all about. And it's easy to do. It's easy to submit your life to him and you know, you're not giving things up. Mm-hmm. You're I mean, you might be, but they're good for you, mm-hmm. uh, if you do. But it's super easy, much easier than I ever thought it would be, uh, when I didn't know what it meant. So if there's any part of you thinking, um, curious, mm-hmm. do some more digging. Um, it doesn't mean you have to memorize the Bible, it doesn't nope. mean you have to spend every waking hour in church or anything mm-hmm. like that. Those are just things that are that are good for you. Uh, <laughs> it does take knowing and wanting to get to know Christ. That's right. That's all it takes. So with that being said, cue the celebration music. It's time to jump into the outside, looking inside, looking out. Ta-da! So from my outside perspective, 
you know, I found that um, from knowing people, Matt not included, who <laughs> have gone to church all their lives, that doesn't mean you're going to learn everything there is to know in the Bible. Mm. Uh, Matt's my encyclopedia over here, um, but I do <laughs> know some folks that, that have gone to church all their lives that, that don't know what I've learned in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a, and, and I'm not studying, I'm not some uh, super studier trying to learn the Bible or anything else. I'm just trying to build a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's the differentiator. It's, mm-hmm. it's, are you trying to learn the Bible and check off a checklist or are you trying to get to know our savior? Yeah. So that's, that's where you've got to really, um, you got your heart and your mind have to be there. That's right. And you have to be around good Bible believing teachers to help you through that. Absolutely. From the inside looking out perspective, you know, I think it's important that we keep everything in context. You know, a lot of times we'll look at the story of Noah or the story of Abraham or Paul's letters and, and kind of, at least for me, I've, I kind of segregate that stuff out. But it's important to keep it all in context and remember that everything truly is about Jesus and it all points back to him. And so to be careful to not fall into a trap of, you know, well, Ephesians is my favorite book, so I'm going to do everything Ephesians says mm. and just kind of ignore the rest of it. Or I heard a guy describe it as becoming churches of Paul um, because he wrote all the letters. And, you know, those letters are in there for a reason, right? There, there's nothing wrong with getting good information out of them and, and all of that. It's still the Bible. It's still God's inspired word. But it's important to keep it all in perspective and remember the main point, that it's all about Jesus. And like you said, it's all about building that relationship. So whatever you do, whatever you're learning about the Bible, um, remember that it's all about him. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Y'all keep your ears open for the season that we were talking about earlier. We're excited about that one. Yeah. And uh, next week, we've got a special Easter episode for you. Yeah. So y'all stay tuned for that. And be sure to check out our website and our uh, social media pages for, for more information on those things coming up. You can find our website at simplifyjesus.com. And there we've got all of our social media links listed. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. <laughs> if it's not, you'll see it on the website. That's right. So y'all be sure to come check out these next episodes we got coming up. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share. And uh, like Matt said earlier, be sure to reach out to us for any questions you might have. That's right. Absolutely. You guys have a good week and we'll see you next time. <laughs>